Welcome to Fintech in Focus. I'm Ron Nachman. This bi-monthly podcast explores B2B payments in the age of automation. As electronic payments gain traction, with more AP teams working remotely, there's a lot to talk about. We'd love to hear your feedback and suggestions. Please email us at podcast at invoicepay.com. That's podcast at N-V-O-I-C-E-P-A-Y dot com. Founded over half a century ago, Comdata has innovated towards becoming a best-in-class provider in the corporate payments industry. Rick Fletcher has been with Comdata since the company was acquired by Fleetcore in 2014, and he became president of Comdata's corporate payments division at the end of 2018. I asked Rick about a range of topics, focusing especially on the role of AP automation and virtual cards for business as they move forward after the lockdown era. Here's how it went. Talk about your journey to Comdata via GE Capital and SVS, and specifically with regards to the industry of card payments. Yeah, I'd say my journey has been organic and and fortuitous. Um, I have a daughter, she's about to turn 12, and she asked me, you know, Daddy, when did you decide you wanted to get into commercial payments? Like, you know, like I was nine years old and it was playing baseball or commercial payments. And I decided to pick commercial payments. So I I said, no, honey, it it doesn't really happen like that. It happens a little bit more organically. And I, and I said, really, well, what I tried to do, I think a good strategy is one, get with really good companies that you, you like what they do. And two, try to add as much value as you can for them in as many ways as you can. And that's what I think I've, I've tried to do. And so I haven't had an interview in 20 years and every job, everything has been some, you know, organic meandering through um, trying to add value for good companies. So I've been very fortunate in that regard. So you started your career in marketing and it's quite a leap to running a highly numbers driven organization. How do you think that helps shape your view of, of business today? My personal goal was always in general management and running numbers. And so you have to come from a platform. You come from operations or you come from finance or you come from IT or you come from things like like sales and marketing. And I, I like those because it's external. So you're external first and then internal second is the way I think about it. So I don't, I don't view them as, you know, incongruent or different. I view them very symbiotic and what they represent. And I think honestly, I mean, most people in all their jobs could benefit from more numbers orientation, more contextualization, more people need to do that. So for me, I don't know, it feels very natural, uh, but, uh, but external facing is what I think is the, is the primary motivation of, of the personal route I took. As the economic crisis coming from COVID still ripples out incrementally, how have you seen best-in-class card solutions having an effect? Well, I think the companies have been very adaptive who have had to go through this environment. It's unprecedented is that there was no company that hasn't been impacted in some way, shape, or form some to the good and, and a lot to not to the good, but, but in some way. And so the best card programs have been adaptive. It's really about how do you spend money first and foremost. 
And so obviously things like travel expense have gotten impacted because of the environment and that got inflicted on people. Another expense is just discretionary expenses. Some set of purchases that maybe or were okay when, when times were great, but in a time of hunkering down, you don't have the same utility or value. So you clamp down on those. And then there's other expenses that just are core to the business. Their costs of goods sold, their direct expenses, there's no getting around them. So the companies that have been the most adaptive have navigated their, their way through it. The card programs closely followed to that because they represent those spend categories and they represent the programs and those that spend that those, those categories represent. And so being adaptive, um, allowing for better visibility, better controls, because in a company, people have to make those decisions. It doesn't always happen completely centralized. So you're asking hundreds, if not thousands of people to play their role in their part and card products, card programs can help companies accomplish that. How significant is the evolution of card payments into virtual cards? And what roles do all the card formats play in the future of automated payments? I think that card payments have definitely evolved. If you think about card payments in the more historical and traditional sense, it's about getting it's about getting company expenditures happening in a decentralized way across employees, oftentimes in, in a point of sale based way. But card products have really expanded beyond just those traditional use cases into a broader set of expenditures, specifically accounts payable um, and also payroll to, to a large degree. And so expanding the card products to a broader category would be the first thing I'd say. And then the second thing I'd say is that the value of all of those expenders through a card is very clear and, and much better. Uh, there's typically a, a working capital component to it or an incentive or rebate. Um, and so all else equal, it's a better product than, than the other alternatives. And for that reason, it brings to the third thing, which is it will continue to be a growing piece of the overall automated payments. And because it's always automated, it's always electronic. There is no paper-based orientation to it. It already achieves and unlocks the inherent benefits that automation has over paper and manual processes. So you definitely want to go to it. I, I don't think there's any, any debate over the utility. Typically, where companies fall short on reaching their full potential is, it's a little bit harder to achieve. It's not going to come without a little bit of work and a little bit of attention. And that's where I think partners can help companies bring that to fruition because what seems to be daunting on the surface isn't if you've got the right partner. So why do you think companies now are paying attention to the idea of a payment strategy and how are card payments and the supplier experience related to that strategy? Well, I think that COVID has done a lot of things in our personal and professional lives where it has taken these underlying 
impulses or needs or opportunities and it's amplified them. Online shopping was growing before, but it took online shopping to a stratospheric new level when everyone had to, to be at, at home. In the same way, automating payments, I, I would say, is similar in that if you asked anybody pre-COVID if that was something that they endeavored to do, most companies would say yes. But being forced to have employees in a disruptive environment and moment amplify that underlying need and put time and tension and, and, and pressure to it. So I would say that that's probably the biggest thing that's most recent is accelerating that curve that says now's the time to get on it. As it relates to suppliers, ultimately it has to work two ways. Whenever you have a payer and a payee, it has to work for both. Now the relationships and the dynamics and the frequency of that relationship changes. So there's some element of what works enough for a supplier versus you know what what you can sort of dictate to a supplier depending on who and what they do for you. It only has to work. And so that's where having a set of solutions that work for suppliers is important and having a set of vendors where you already know, having a relationship through a partner for a company that already knows because they have their own ecosystem of suppliers and their preferences and their receptivity to certain products is hugely important because it accelerates up your curve and you get the benefit of all of those companies that have gone before you. So that, that's what I always say is pick a partner who's got the scale to get you immediately all the benefit that everyone before you has gotten. How do you see the current situation with payment fraud right now? And why do you think it's changed? Well, I think payment fraud's ever present. It's got a broad definition in that payment fraud can sometimes happen from external sources. It can also happen internally through bad actor behavior with some set of, of people who work for an organization. And it also can have softer pieces of just compliance. It's not necessarily rooted in, in something that's malicious as much as it is out of compliance or, or just bad purchases, bad corporate behavior. And so there's a spectrum for what I think fraud really represents. And I think because that is so broad, um, it's difficult to, to figure out you know, exactly how you're going to attack it. And I think that that's been ever present. So in some senses, I would say it hasn't changed. I guess what I would say, though, is where it has changed is when it happens to someone, it gets the time and intention that it deserves. And so I think the prevalence of some of that happening to, to some organizations in, in the various ways that that fraud manifests itself raises it to the top and says, we have to do something. Uh, and, and some companies, unfortunately, they don't do anything proactive until it kind of bites them. And so in, in that way, I, I think that, that it's always been there. But what I would also say is the addressability has changed. Um, the ability to utilize a set of partners to help you manage through that and a set of tools has increased. In the past, people felt like it was just a part of being in business. It was a fact of life, a sub-optimization. And today, companies are realizing that they have control and tools to hit it on directly. Let's talk about cryptocurrency. 
do you think that could fly in the payment space? And you could answer that in context of card or outside of it, whatever you'd like. I think it has potential. I think anything that has value in a, in a mutually collective way has value to be, to be traded as a currency. The question is, what's the, the breadth of that utility? When you watch the antique road show and you see a vase or a blanket and somebody says, this is what it's worth. Well, it's not worth that to me, um, but there's clearly markets for it. And so worth is what the other person is willing to receive and to take. And so what I'd say is right now, I don't think cryptocurrency has hit an inflection point of the broad utilization and acceptance. Uh, but to the degree that that changes and it does, yeah, I think it's absolutely something that could that could be in play. I will say, though, I think companies are looking for less complexity rather than more. So the inherent need or impetus or impulse to create that from a corporate perspective probably doesn't exist. I think it would probably be inflicted upon more companies more so than something that they would self-generate. But I, I could be wrong. The recent study that ComData commissioned with Invoice Pay and a third-party firm revealed some remarkable findings. Talk about what stood out for you. For me, it is the prevalence of a company that has the acknowledgement and self-awareness to say that they're not that great at making payments, as most companies tend to do. Most companies tend to say, I'm leaving something on the table. It's not perfect. That dynamic in combination with the other dynamic that says it's an important process. It, it's, it's maybe not core to my business, but it is core to the inner workings of my business. There's no escaping it. And so those things in contrast are amazing to me. It, it, just think about that. It's super important to me and I'm not that great at it. And almost every company acknowledges this dynamic that's going on. So I think that that's a super important observation. I think it goes back again to this dynamic that companies don't see the tools. They're resigned to this fact. It's the way it always has been. It's the way that it always will be. And that's where I think that, that that's it's increasingly not becoming the case as people are aware that these are a set of services that can be more outsourced, that there's software that, that can help them, there's reporting and visibility that can help them. There is a set of tools that are now available to them that in the past um, weren't. So I, I'd say that would, was my biggest observation. So these solutions are kind of recreating the paradigm as most solutions tend yeah, and the addressability to, to the problem. I mean, there's all kinds of problems in our life that we've just sort of been resigned to that we don't even think about solving because it doesn't seem accessible. And that's, that's the thing about payments that I, I think is the big opportunity is to realize that some of these problems like fraud, like back office efficiency, like better visibility, that those are accessible objectives. What are the top three problems that companies have with their AP that automation and virtual cards solve? Well, the first I'd say is time and effort and the attention that you want to, to put into it. Again, it's important to make payments because 
it's like the old adage that says you, you can't make money unless you spend money. So that everybody's making payments. So everybody knows they have to do it, but it's not core. They don't make more money or they don't get profitable simply by the objective itself. So saving time and effort to focus and redirect resources towards more direct value activities, I think is, is the first benefit. The second one goes back to this concept of visibility and control. Everybody in a company is stewarding resources to some degree on their company's behalf. The question is how good are they doing it? And in payments, that's often across several different constituents. So getting better control over how that's being done is always, always a benefit. And then I think the third one is to take something that historically has been a cost center and viewed as bad calories and turn it into an actual strategic asset, either by helping the company financials directly through working capital or an incentive or making better strategic vendor and supplier choices. Uh, I think those are, are other opportunities for companies. What kinds of shifts have you seen in employer behaviors with their management of employee expenses? Well, I've seen more employees make expenses on their company's behalf. It used to be that, particularly for smaller companies, those expenses would happen in a very centralized way because of this concern about relinquishing that control to a broader group of individuals. However, with tools and controls that card programs can have and the reporting and the software to help manage those expenses, I think more employers are seeing the utility and benefit in letting more employees participate in those direct decisions. And and that oftentimes those decisions are better made at a lower level or in a localized fashion that is accompanied by centralized visibility, accompanied by centralized policy, and accompanied by centralized oversight. So I see more companies utilizing those payment programs on behalf of, of their companies because those tools exist, whereas in the past, um, when they did not have the benefit from them, they felt uh, the requirement to centralize everything. Or like the trade-off of if you hand the responsibility over to employees, you, you face certain risks, et cetera. That's right. Yeah. And that's right. Including, you know, not only bad decisions or not the best decisions, but also bad actors and, and those types of things. A- absolutely. What do you think Comdata has done better than anyone else? I would say payment programs is what we always talk about trying to build. And so when you think about a company and the amount of expenditures that a company has from payroll to employee type expenses, like we've been talking about in a decentralized way to the different types of programs that those represent from fuel cards to T&E cards to, you know, general purchasing cards um, and now into the world of, of accounts payable. I think what our company has really done a good job of is developing a set of products and the accompanying services to be best in class in those categories or where you have to go to one place to get it. And typically a company, their choice to solve payment needs either happens through a traditional bank, which is oftentimes a treasury relationship and offers some set of 
of tools and products, but maybe not to the, to the breadth of categories that we do or to the level of depth of, of what it represents. The other end of the spectrum is they can get financial services companies or software companies that are very specific and nuanced in a particular category, but it's a point solution. It only solves one of the problems. And so it ends to fragmentation and it, it leads to management complexity. What I think we've done a really good job is you can come to one provider who can solve multiple payments through a, a single platform and give you administrative and payment leverage rather than the traditional treasury leverage um, that a bank provides. And, and I think that that's very unique and, and can't be said by really anyone else. Talk to me about CorePay. It seems like it's an exciting time for Fleet Corps and the corporate payments division. Can you explain the significance as you see it? Well, CorePay is incredibly exciting in that it represents the consolidation of, of many of our brands into a single identity. And the identity of this company is corporate payments. We want to be a company that helps other companies make their payments in a specialized way. I don't think we could have come up with a, a name that more directly hits that vision as aptly as Corbet does. Um, so I, I don't know that we win on creativity, but we certainly win on, on hitting our, our primary objective. And so what it really represents is, uh, the, again, this set of broad services and products that we have is also a, a vision to continue to add, to expand, to develop. Uh, this is all that we do. There's no distraction from it. There's no cycle of being on at one moment and then fluctuating to something else. It is our identity. And so it's incredibly exciting because it's such an important function for companies. As we've talked, it's underserved and underrepresented on the number of places and suppliers they can go. And so we have a unique set of assets that we can bring to an important and yet unsolved market that is just incredibly exciting. And so that, that, that's, that's what jazzes me personally. Last question. The product portfolio is growing. You've got payment automation, card services, workforce payment solutions, and even currency risk management. What do you think would round out the portfolio? Well, I'd say maybe two answers to that. The first is in all of those categories, is there's the ability to continue to innovate and put polish and to make them deeper and stronger. So it's for us, not just checking a box. Like Again, I think we would say maybe some others do, but it's about getting deeper and better and more best in class in, in each of those areas. So that is the first aspiration beyond just expanding. Then I think there's beyond getting better and deeper, there's packaging. So I'll give you an example. Uh, we recently acquired a company that's gonna help us service small business companies that were branding CorePay One. And CorePay One takes elements of each of those things that you mentioned, automation and card services and software, but it puts it in a package with an integration that's really meant for a small business company. And so even beyond just having a set of tools that are broad, 
bringing it in a way that's meant for specific markets. In this particular example, small business, but there's others that are more traditional verticals, healthcare, construction, automotive, in those ways. That would be the other aspect that we aspire to do is to make those, those broad solutions packaged very narrowly to the specific needs of individual segments. That was Rick Fletcher, president of corporate payments at Comdata, and this has been FinTech in Focus. If you want to keep up with our news and views or women in focus segments, make sure to subscribe wherever you're tuning in from. FinTech in Focus is a bi-monthly podcast written and produced by CorePay, a fleet core company. To submit questions or comments or to recommend a topic, please email us at podcast at invoicepay.com. That's podcast at N-V-O-I-C-E-P-A-Y.com. For FinTech in Focus, I'm Ron Nachman. Thanks for listening.